0: Mrs. Mound, won't you tell me why the podcast about you is so profane? Oh, Mrs. Mound, how come all of
1: the presenters are so drunk and so deranged? Download the Peggy Mount Calamity Hour, and everything turns sweary and daft. They're sarcastic on the outside, silly on the inside. This week on the Peggy Mount podcast, a 22-year-old yes. catering manager. My ass <laughs> is lime green if he's 22. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, alright. Hello and welcome to the Peggy Mount Calamity Hour Summertime Special, Summertime Special. I'm Dr Velvet. I'm Blackout. And we're here in this one-off wandering to talk about some hip and happening vacation viewing from the television that was slapped down in front of us. In years gone by.
0: Yes, hello you. Thanks for taking time out of this glorious sunshine to swing by for our casual cultural critique of vintage summertime television where Breton's best-loved battle axe is never far from our minds because here, all water slides lead to the mountain somehow if you head over to peggymountpod.com info and links for the programs we're discussing is in the show notes there you can find us on the socials get in touch to say hello or to point out whose name we got wrong
1: it really is as simple as that and since we're feeling all fiesta like we've embraced the gladhandering handering atmos and invited along our favorite traveling companion yes mr aussie bognops is here Hurrah! Aussie. Hurrah, hurrah! hello gentlemen. hello How are are you you doing? Oh, good, good,
0: good. So, before we don a green velour jogging suit and hang around suspiciously close to a nudist beach, gentlemen, I've got to ask, what are you drinking?
1: Port. Nothing more. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else. Port. I mean, keeping it simple. Keeping it simple. Keeping it simple. Which, to be fair, I wish I'd done, actually, because I've done some research, Mm -hmm. and at much time and much expense, I'm drinking what is known as a Blackpool ball breaker oh okay it's an it's a it's an endemic beverage from said area in the 1970s this cocktail is comprised of vodka cherry bee absinthe and angel delight good lord i'm having some of that with a mini milk in the top to right? stir, you asking it, to why stir I, it or yes? to dip whatever you want <laughs> whatever you want. Interestingly, I was drawn to this because it is said it was created by actress Damaris Heyman whilst on a bingo weekend with her WI group. And I thought yeah, okay, I'll wet me whistle with that we'll give it a go and I will tell you um, it's kicked me arse three times and I've only had a sip. <laughs> is so... that
0: why you're wearing a t-shirt with the word curdled on it? <laughs> <laughs> well, Suns Out Bums Out and I'm having a delicious bottle of soul by which I mean that the artwork on the glass bottle looks delicious. Its contents are a sort of incredibly average mass produced lager, best enjoyed with a wedge of lime to distract from the taste of an incredibly average mass produced lager. I can I can see that you've got a lime over there. If only we had some yeah. way of transporting fruits over the studio floor. Never mind. Yeah. Anyway, bottom's out. I mean up. No
1: wait. Well, yes, exactly. And right, let's crack on. First flake into the cornet is an offering from Auntie Beeb. So while the sun beats down, let's get down to have a dip in pool. The summertime city.
0: So baby, get down. This Seaside Special was a long-running string of light entertainment shows that began on BBC One in 1975. Each instalment of the series had come for a different Seaside Resort in the UK, where the stage action would take place inside a big top, featuring variety performers of the time, while VT pieces would also showcase local attractions and geography. We've watched an episode from the final year of its run, as disc jockey and television jockey Peter Powell presents a blistering show from Pool in Dorset. This hosing down of summertime jollity originally aired on Saturday, the 4th of August 1979, at 5 past 8 in the evening.
1: Summertime city ain't got no summertime news.
0: Summertime
1: city. Can I bring something to your attention first? I um, bet it's the same thing that I'm going to say. Go on. Maybe, but the use of the word blistering is good because basically a vat of calamine lotion would not get the burn I felt watching this shite. <laughs> Right. Was that what you were going to say? <laughs> We'd started I mean, early. I it, 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 it's what I was going to say later, <laughs> but, 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 but I thought you were going to mention the first site that we're presented with. Well, yes. Can someone please tell me, A, what's Peter Powell got on? And B, do we know when he nicked it from Mad Lizzie from TVAM? <laughs> I was just, yeah, Mad Lizzie was my thought, or Diana Moran from uh, um, Breakfast Time. Bre-
0: yeah. What? What the hell is going on? All I'm saying is, Peter Powell is stood there. He's basically he stood at Studland Bay, which is that's, that's like pool in the background. Yeah, he's not in pool for this bit. He's sort of opposite pool. Studland Bay famously has a nudist beach. Peter Powell is wearing clothes that he can take off in a hurry. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. The thought of that, but however, there are there are clothes that he can take off in a hurry. However, um. What is his actual function? Because all he ever seems to do is say, and now here's Scylla. You know, so yeah, like, no, yeah, why do yeah. we need a presenter to present the presenter? Well, he's like the MC. Scylla doesn't like to go on cold, do you see. She likes, there we go. She likes it. up. That, that's, that's what it's all about. Well, she was having her teeth grout. That's the fucking reason she was late coming on. No, the thing is, the way they lit this entire thing is everybody appeared to have massive black gaps in their teeth. And I don't know whether it was just the shadows of, uh, of Cliff Richard, but the fact is it just felt a little bit, um, <coughs> you know, dentistry with pliers and not just the audience. No, not at all. <laughs> um, at least they made up for it with their costumes because hang fire, oh, let's yes. sit down, let's sit down here because is this pride at pool?
0: <laughs> it's glorious, isn't it? Jeff Richard's first edition. They come on and they're doing I Wanna Shake Your Hand They'd be huh? like a, a dance troupe. Fair fucking play, then. This is
1: too much too soon, isn't it? Everything uh, is on uh, ten here. How are they going to maintain this? Hairy-chested men wearing lycra sequined off-the-shoulder numbers of varying colours. Woo! I wrote... <laughs> uh, I had a note here saying there was a bit of open wrestling passing for dancing from a couple in the interlude. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, actually. Um... This is this is unbelievable. This this is Jeff Richards' first edition. I'd hate to see the last edition. They liked editions th- and generations and things, and I think it yeah. was something to do with uh, basically the fact is then they could have a second edition and a third edition, and basically by the time you get to the fourth edition, it's five pensioners with Zimmer <laughs> frames. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh uh-huh. huh. Still in the same in the outfits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, aye, aye. Yeah, The yeah, women yeah. as well. Absolutely. You know. And as you said, they want to shake your hand, and they do, much to the audience's apathy. Because <laughs> there was one bloke in the bl- in the brown jacket who looked at this girl's hand like, <laughs> like I'm not touching that. It's artistic.
0: We'll get into it, but I do feel that the reticence from the audience is fully earned. <laughs> you know, this becomes apparent later yes. in the show. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, then Powell's back. He's inside what? the tent. He's got an open-necked, striped yellow hibiscus shirt and fawn slacks. He looks yes. like the wardrobe budget has had someone shopping on his behalf at a jumble sale. Indeed. Although none of the clothes even fit. It's not even the style of the clothes. They don't fit him.
1: What's going nope. on here? Because Timmy Mallett has literally just handed them into the jumble sale. <laughs> exactly, Yeah. <laughs> However, there was the traditional BBC families stroke children addition to the audience in order to make sure that it doesn't end well, and that's balloons and flags. You know, yes. that, that's a worry. <laughs> that is yeah. a worry. Yeah. It's it, it's not a worry for the sound department, because they haven't given a fuck since this programme started. Indeed. So, well, the band's the, still up in London. That's the thing. Right.
0: And then um, we've got Silla Black.
1: What a frock. Variety She's, play on... <laughs> I mean, every bloody person walks on to... It's like, Ronnie, just fucking back off, mate. <laughs> Ron- Ronnie's on holiday. He's like, he's having a great time. Uh-huh. Oh, That's right. what's happening here. But not only this, here's what I love. We know Scylla could be a bit of a diva in the day. White frock uh-huh. with a little gold sort of sequined trim on it. Yes. And a matching gold microphone. Somebody tells me she insisted on a gold mic. Bobby yes. did, I think. Her Bobby did. <laughs> She's not fucking about here. No and she's, way! she's
0: um, still a- singing. I'll go where your music takes me. What happens if it takes you outside of the tent, Cilla? Can we try that?
1: <laughs> yes, can we please? <laughs> and onto a bus. Indeed. I mean, it's just... Th- the other thing, to borrow, uh, Doctor, your good and faithful catphrase, is the war on? Because any time anybody mentions the word pool, there's a cheer from the audience. Is this fucking workers' playtime?
0: Right. Well, apart from anything else... They're there on holiday. They don't even live in pool. Why are they exactly? <laughs> this happens in both right. both shows that we're that we're covering today. It's yeah. like mate, they they don't live around the corner. There's a chance statistically that some of them do, but you know these are they're from fucking elsewhere. Grimsby, <gasps> yeah, Grimsby, Bolton.
1: Let's. But they are they are all whatever wherever they come from. They are enjoying Silla's musical number with the dancers. Yes, clad. In red satin lycra. I'm on the ceiling at this point. I have <laughs> ordered this. one of
0: those jumpsuits from the KS catalogue. I'm disappointed it didn't arrive in time for us being here today. Well, blame yeah, well, Lulu so, for so that. So I now. You know,
1: she, was, she run Freeman's. That was the problem. You know, there was a bit of yeah Now, nah, see. Uh, however, uh, what I did notice, and this is the part where Blackout is sick in his own mouth, mm-hmm. the white shoes that accompany the outfit. Yeah. Blackout, Blackout yeah. doesn't like that. However, a swaying point here. White shoes with gold heels. I know, and that was
0: the men. All I'm saying is, white shoes, red flag. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> right. A and red also, flag. By the way, um, pianos, offstage pianos, do feature quite a lot in my notes, as you'd understand they would, because I appear to play one like one. And by offstage, I mean hanging off the side of a fucking coach. But in this case, the piano solo in the middle of this is basically a guy with attention deficit disorder. He st- he plays about eight notes and then just goes, ah, fuck, that'll do. Then stops. Yeah. Yeah. The hell, you know, that wasn't on the record. The music number ends. Marvellous. Yes. We get to a little part in the proceedings where Scylla obviously needs to do a bit of fill yes. and uh, introduce the next act. So they think, what can we do here? I'll get her to read some postcards out. Yes. This is bizarre. Uh, she gets one from Frankie Howard. You know, supposedly, Frankie. Of course, it's it's well documented that Frankie and her were very, very good friends. Um, and I dare say this wasn't even from Frankie. It was just a little bit of scripting for her. And Frankie's postcard addresses it to the only girl in Britain with two backs. Th- th- there's kids in the audience here. This is this is <laughs> Saturday Night Telly. What what, what are you doing? What <laughs> <laughs> what what's happening here now? That's, that's, no, I I was quite astonished at that, to be honest. Well, that said, and also one other point on it, you know, she was talking about, um, are you having a nice Ollie D? Pardon? You know, it's like, uh, and the reason she clearly ladled it with a bit of Scouse charm was because mm. no fucker was from Bournemouth or Poole or <laughs> anywhere in Dorset or anywhere <laughs> south of fucking Runcorn. huh fact it didn't it didn't really make an awful lot of sense but then again neither did any of the jokes from the next person don mclean ladies and gentlemen comic play on number 16a why is he wearing a lace blouse yeah i wondered that and then you think well it can't get any worse than that sartorially i might add mm. and then on comes lenworth henry wearing exactly the same shirt but a different color
0: right i like this I, li- I like the they've got sort of like matching slash complementary gray slacks Yes, Uh and these shirts Uh that appear to have been fashioned from my grandma's neck curtains. Yes, because you had the white ones downstairs and the lilac upstairs, and yeah, bang, there we go. There's your
1: outfits. Uh Huh? (laughs) Absolutely amazing. What wasn't was the um, big gyrate in Mars bar quip. Um, (laughs) No. Yes.
0: Now I will just say for all of McLean's playful racism during the opening part of this routine. He does manage to do this half with his flies open, so I guess the jokes are really at his expense, right? Does he?
1: I did not notice that.
0: Go into the... Click on... PeggyMountPod.com, have a look Uh in the show notes, click on the link, watch the thing. Yeah, you can see his flies are open for this.
1: Well, clearly it's just not the only cock that's getting a laugh. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) I couldn't have put that better.
0: When they do their segue and they move into the... I do Let's call it the sorting office sketch. Yes, I did really like this. I think this is right. like yes,
1: right. It's I, now, almost my... at
0: the level of the two Ronnies.
1: Yes, uh, uh, right. That's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I've got here. Same. But the... at the same
0: time, this sketch is only going to work. Again, ah. listener, we're not going to go into like court. the G- can we can we drop in a quick clip of the sketch? You know, I, I seem to have been sorting letters all my life. Strange, really, when you consider because when I was a lad, I wasn't very bright on the schoolwork. I never went to Oxford. Oxford. The only thing I was any good at was rugby. Mind you, I certainly had a way with the girls. Oh, I really knew how to chat (laughs) them. And when I kissed them, I didn't just peck them. No. Now, the problem is, this sketch is only going to work if it finishes on a massive, filthy punchline, which, alas, we don't get.
1: Yes, we we don't. I've got in my notes... I didn't mind this at all. It it was absolutely uh, Barker-esque. Mm-hmm. um but it did it was. need to be 24 minutes long <laughs> True, 24 minutes long uh, and you look at your watch and three minutes have elapsed and the other thing is i reckon this is akin to another thing i see on the other program we're looking at today which is sketches that have and jokes that have actually come from about 20 years ago Oh and yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And yeah. just and just happened to be in the library and filtered yeah, yeah. out by Eric Davidson, who was the script associate, um, who appeared who whose writing credits are essentially Jim Davidson, Max Bygraves, Des O'Connor, Little and Large, Cliff Richard, and Mike Reed. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, your suitcase at your pool boarding house. Indeed. But then, <laughs> gentlemen, the thing that the thing I'm Getting really concerned about at this point is mm. we ha- we don't get enough Morris dancing at eight o'clock on a Saturday night.
0: I thought that, I thought that, and
1: then Scylla came to our rescue with the Bournemouth bumpers. Do you know what? Yeah. I did a backflip.
0: <laughs> what was that to get yourself further away from the television?
1: Yes, <laughs> pretty. In the in the hope that I'd cause some kind of spinal injury and I'd be put in hospital <laughs> where I'd never see this again. I don't want to watch this. I think, these, <laughs> I think the tambourine player had already had some sort of spinal injury because she looked fucking delighted to be there.
0: I had hoped when they're there, when we're just like watching a straight up clip of like Morris dancing, again, I'd hope the two Ronnies were going to come on and start singing. Yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> no. And then afterwards, Scylla's like, oh, so we're going to talk to Sylvia. She pulls this lass out. Sylvia is so out of breath that she needs to be on a ventilator. But they yes. just interviews her anyway. It's VT. It was recorded earlier. They could have just—they could have given it twenty minutes to let the woman get a puff back. Nah.
1: Yeah. No. No. No, no. 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 She- they did because there's a massive fucking edit because her hair her, her hair part and changes sides. <laughs> Is this where she's had a
0: cut in between?
1: Yeah, it's uh, in Aberdeen. No, the fact is, she's out of breath, then the very next answer she gives, she's mysteriously not out of breath.
0: Ah, okay. I like that she then teaches Scylla one single Morris dancing move. Yep. Where the microphone that Scylla was holding is positioned in such a place, she's not holding it anymore, it's positioned in such a way that you can hear 0% of the conversation and 300% of the bastard bells.
1: Indeed. Yes. yes. Now, my philosophy on this is, I bet Sylvia had been told, plan a little three-minute routine for Scylla to learn, and then you'll all dance it together. And someone said, sorry, sorry, loves, we're out of time. We have to go back to the studio now, so that'll do. Thanks, Sylvia. Leave your name and address. (laughs) We'll phone. Yeah. So you got your wish in terms of getting away from the damn thing as quick as possible. However, it's what you went to. All I want to know is, all I want to know is... What is Cliff doing with the steps? Is that, is that St Viter's <laughs> Dance? <laughs> because be, because what's going on there? I did have one of those red belts back in the day. So clearly the man has taste. All I'm degree. saying is
0: Compton mm. Acres, where Sir, Sir Cliff Richard is dancing around, singing his song, It's yep. So Funny. Um, that is a It's still like an open uh, sort of garden that you can go and like walk around. Uh, oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. close to Bournemouth and Pool. I'm going there in September, I shall be visiting, I shall be doing that dance on the steps. Minf.
1: I want video footage of that. Video so footage
0: I. will be going up on PeggyManPod.com, yes. it's going to happen. Are you going to wear
1: a red jumper though, that's the question. I'm going to wear that
0: plunging neckline red jumper that he's got
1: on, that is isn't glorious! It, it nice? And that's hair, the hair, yeah, the hair! That's out of Farrah Fawcett's wardrobe, that's I'm telling it you is. now. And like Eric Morecambe sketches on Thames... It gets bigger as every jump cut happens. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Again, now, that's just
0: down to how long it took to film.
1: <laughs> this, this brings back something of to sort of the time capsule of when this was shown. And I'd be sitting... We would all watch it as a family on a Saturday night before my dad went out, because um, he was on fire, obviously. And I would <laughs> always sit. <laughs> Thank you, Eric Davidson. Um, right. and I used to say, Dad, where's the band? And my dad would always say, "Sure up, it's not real. That was filmed in... <laughs> wherever. But he didn't say it was filmed in Pool. He said it was filmed in where we lived. And they just cut that in. It's like... <laughs> right. No wonder I turned out the way I did. But he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't mime either, could Cliff. I mean... Um,
0: no, all of the miming throughout this entire programme is absolutely atrocious.
1: It is. Yeah.
0: I am just going to say though, mm-hmm. I do think that it's so funny. It's a decent song, and he's yes. done it well. It's yeah. not a popular opinion, but fuck it, I'm there for it. It's it's absolutely fine. I love that they stuck Cliff in one particular part of quite a large set of gardens, mm. and he's gone. So this is where we're doing the video. Is it? Because I'm 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 not filming in a tent, and they're like, "That's all right, Cliff. No, we'll do we'll do it in here, right?" So, so obviously I'm like like Mr Bogdub said so there's no band here I'm, j- I'm just miming you're just miming but but I've got the I've got the backing dancers have I? no 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 it's, it's, it's just you Cliff it's just, have I got any props? no it's just you Cliff you're just, you're just walking around are oh, they going to be in different parts of the ga- no Cliff no we've managed to reserve this particular part it's this 15 yes. foot stretch, Cliff <laughs> I just want you to walk backwards and forwards There's oh, a couple well, of pa- iron poles there If you can hold on to them And look like you're straining for something That'll do, that'll be the video We, we can use this for the pop video For when you release it as a single If you like, Cliff Watch um, it afterwards, we'll see
1: And uh, Mr Blackout You do not realise how close you are For some reason I was flitting through Some continuity from uh, December 1979 And mm. there was a Top of the Pops review of the year Which featured Mr Clifford Richardson and he was sitting on a bench in Compton Acres with a guitar, same jumper, Amazing. same trousers, singing a totally different song. So the Fantastic. beat got their fucking Fantastic. value, I rest my case. Beautiful Mayor. stuff.
0: If any of our dear, dear listeners have got a photograph of Sir Cliff Richard now, of I him mean like now, in the present day now, but wearing that jumper, because I'm sure he's still got it. I think he still wears it around his garden. Um, if he could tweet us that. At Peggy Mount that'll be fantastic.
1: One thing I wasn't particularly looking forward to seeing—the next fucking, section. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pirates. The, fuck? the least. The least said about this, the better. The least said about the people in the lineup, the better.
0: Silla's yeah. back. They're back at Studland Bay. Silla's on the beach for for a heavily edited VT piece mm-hmm. with a pirate reenactment society comprising of middle aged men who all fancy Silla Black and who are yep. all unable to string a sentence together on camera. Correct. It's glorious. It is beautiful. Uh,
1: what I figured, we, could, we, we, we get a brief reduction into a couple of them, whereby the director's clearly gone, right, enough of this, because it's not working. Um, uh-huh. Let's cut to a fully action-packed reenactment scene of two modern-day boats that we've just paid 50 quid for down the way, because uh-huh. these guys dress the part, but they haven't got any of the kit. Um, uh-huh. Get them in a boat, firing these guns, etc. To me... That is what it would look like if Channel Five were given the Paul Dart license in the nineties.
0: <laughs> I was watching this with Mrs. Blackout and she goes, "Some, um, She goes, the what what are they call the the jolly pirates of pool She goes, Do you think they're still a thing? I said, No, I think they all drowned in nineteen eighty.
1: Well, the, yes. the the answer that yeah. the first guy gives is, Well, it's a religion. I'm I'm a pirate. Well, he looks like a cult. Um it was <laughs> but it's the next one when she says have you got a wife yes yep I mean um, yep
0: yes don't do
1: oh, no. is on
0: fire you've got to give her that yeah. and you
1: know what this this three and a half minute segment is everything southern television did in their 23 year output condensed into three and a half minutes <laughs> right absolutely <laughs> I was waiting for Jack Hargreaves to pop up behind a rock precisely yep. and the tourist board must have been snorting like bastards
0: If it had been two tractors rather than two boats, then Jack would have been there.
1: Absolutely. And also, forgive me, but my knowledge of pirates is fairly limited, but are they all meant to die?
0: (laughs) Eventually, I think.
1: Does somebody not win? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, But doesn't somebody win when there's a kind of battle to the theme music to Dick Barton's special fucking agent? Well, they're
0: not not reenacting an actual thing. They're just out in Pool Harbour and a couple of boats letting off fireworks. That's, I don't think that's how pirates work, mate. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> and then we're back at Compton Acres again yeah. with Cliff and with Scylla singing some fucking duet or other. Now, this brings everything to a grinding fucking halt, doesn't
1: it? does it, doesn't it? Look at that yep. first shot, right? He looks yes. at her as if to say, and... Yeah <laughs> Yes. <laughs> exactly. If looks could kill. Oh yeah, massacre. <gasps> and and if I may be so eloquent, apart from anything, apart from the dire um, dynamic between them that just isn't working on any kind of level whatsoever, um, the song is pig shit. It is. Love is what we came here for. Well, if they kissed, their teeth would lock them together. <laughs> Fact. I was trying to look at them and think, which one looks older? I still haven't done the age comparison thing. Right. But you just look at them and think, this is a man singing to his auntie. It's not, you know, the the idea of them (laughs) singing a romantic duet... It's just lost on me only for the fact that it has the sheen of 1979 BBC Light Entertainment
0: all over it. It would be like when a male and a female resident of a care home go missing at the same time and all the staff are like, oh, God, they're at it again,
1: aren't they? Yeah. (laughs) We're just trying to get her off the doorknob. Yeah, that old bloody (laughs) joke. Yeah, indeed.
0: They filmed this in a different part of Compton Acres. It's not the bit where Cliff was before. Yeah, it is. This is a slightly wider sort of backdrop. And it reminded me of um, them gardens out of The Prisoner.
1: Yes, yes, And coincidentally,
0: I spent most of this segment wishing I could fucking escape.
1: Right. (laughs) And for me, the the curious fact was the bird song mysteriously disappears. Mm. Then it comes back, then it disappears again. (laughs) Now, you know, I know how birds work. They don't stop because it's the chorus. What
0: I love most of all is how they've got everyone together in a big special tent that they've had put up in pool... Yeah. And then half the programme turns it's out to be pre-filmed but not in the tent. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely.
1: Exactly. Do you think exactly. they're
0: sitting in the tent watching this on a screen? Because I've fucking done. They have no. no idea what else is going out on this show. Not and plot. so
1: they had to, so as a result, they had to kind of do something that was a bit more involving and a bit more jazzy and fun and involving. So they get on a woman nobody's ever heard of, who sings La Fucking Bamba as a Discord number and actually dances for two thirds of it. <laughs> <laughs> What I mean, this this era, it's the disco dancing. You know I was
0: I was thinking, nah, this is this is more fucking like it. We're back in the tent. And it's a proper bit of what I can only describe as incoherent razzmatazz.
1: What's worse, they've invited people from the audience to dance with the performers yep. on the uh-huh. stage. No, no.
0: Again, once she's in like the full sort of salsa mode here, I expected the two Ronnies to come on and do their bit, and it, that didn't happen. Right, <laughs> right. Barbara- I'm star- by this point, Dixon. I'm starting to think they might not have been booked.
1: Yeah. Well, we get on to people who haven't been booked in a little while, but um, the local dancing school clearly pushed on with the pro dancers and the smoke machine, and some... Blo- Drop a few more balloons, Ted. Festivity for the bands. Make it look nice. I, I mean- love
0: this. Someone backstage is tapping along with their foot, not realising they're also operating the pedal on the smoke machine.
1: Right, mm-hmm. right.
0: It looks like there's a fucking fire.
1: Yeah. It looks like there's a fire, and a, and a and a bloody cruise ship is going to appear out of it in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. But we couldn't see that because, again, the stage was filled with. I mean, you mentioned that it could be a local dance group; they could. But to me, it looks like sleep. they're they're all wearing headphones and listening to a completely different piece of music as they dance. Exactly. Uh-huh. Because what I would make them audition. In fact, I'd make them audition before they even left the house. Never mind when they got to the big top. Good girl Yeah And a fade out at the end Which is a cop out You know Sorry but you know That's They've brought her all this way From Wigan Or wherever the hell she comes from With that name Um, And you know She does this number And it just fades out at the end And then she was Never seen again Never seen again I like the fade out Because the fade
0: out Gives me a bit of time To sort of reflect At this point in the programme I'm like I'm emotionally exhausted It's only fucking halfway through Yep. Yep Where do we go from here
1: Yep Downwards, I think, is well, the answer in a yes, spiral. Yes. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you where we go. Um, we go to a melted Daniel Craig.
0: <laughs> Fair play.
1: <laughs> a man who did the city of Sheffield proud by moving away from it. Right. Who? Yes, I it's mean, Mr. They,
0: Jerry what? Stevens. Yeah, what a build-up he gets. Um, he's wearing yeah. a bow tie so big it doubles as a neck brace.
1: Indeed. It's presumably there.
0: necessitated by the car crash that is his act.
1: It's there yes. to match his cufflinks, which are literally the size of snooker balls. Yes. So, yes. And I'm guessing diamante or cubic zirconia, whatever. Um, so something's paying off because apparently he's really big in Vegas and well, still has been around the world with him. So, you know. The, the, story, no. that, the story that comes out here, and I'm sure um, Mr Blackout is probably about to jump on the, the same conclusion is... The BBC decided they needed a double act. They had not got Mike and Bernie Winters, and uh, Morkman Wise had buggered off to Thames. So they decided to try and create an act that was a bit like um, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. So they'd have a snappy, sassy, you know, laid back mm-hmm. one, which is yeah, mm-hmm. Jerry Stevens, mm-hmm. and they would pair him with Mr. Leonard Bennett Esquire. And is that right? Old. The Lenny and Jerry show, and I remember watching it religiously and it was about as funny as toothache um (laughs) but the thing was people watched it because three channels and so on and so on and so on yeah yeah. but it was the lenny and jerry show and they were together for oh such a long time it must have been about a year and then they both decided they had bigger careers lenny bennett went off and made punchlines jerry stevens went off and did the clubs and that was it If they called
0: themselves Bennett and Stevens, people might have mistaken them for an estate agent. They could have at least made some money that way.
1: (laughs) Definitely. Indeed.
0: I couldn't remember who Jerry Stevens was, yeah. so I googled him, and it told me that Jerry Stevens was a stand-up comedian. So anyway, I think we're watching another Jerry Stevens for this bit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, you know, then the, the Martians come and they eat the Arabs and they sweat oil... You know, the price of petrol gag in 1979.
0: Yeah, we get like this smattering of thumb in waistcoat pockets casual racism, followed by jokes about petrol prices, followed by two minutes of crooning. This is agonisingly on brand for 1979. I just yeah. didn't think they did it on the BBC. And then we're back. We're back with the, with our main presenter,
1: yes. proving in Which
0: an one? empirical fashion the old adage that in the entertainment world, one should never work with children or animals or silver black. <laughs> right Bless She spends this segment Talking to children Who've never been on camera before About the reproductive cycles of rabbits Indeed. Who the hell greenlit this?
1: <laughs> well especially when one of them Is highly amused By the fact that These uh, rabbits mm-hmm. have been Bucking away like hell um, uh-huh. Yeah Yeah yeah. And the thing is He's far too posh to say it And I, the trouble is If you think about it That kid now Is in his 50s and I would ah. imagine he's want- frequenting the bars in Poole or Benidorm, saying, "Ah, had my rabbit on with silly you know, of a ledge. And that'll <laughs> be it. That'll be his life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then she introduces Bright Eyes as, and I quote, a song about rabbits. No, it fucking isn't, Cilla. It was written for Watership Down, but it's not about rabbits. It's lyrically nebulous, but it, the song is about death. Well done, Silla.
1: Well done, Silla Black. <laughs> and you can all join in in the chorus. Eee, man. It's bad. And the thing is, at this point, I thought, okay, this is going to be a world-beating situation where they're going to have to get Matthew Butler from Tiz was On in the rabbit suit to sing it. And I thought, oh, no, 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 the BBC wouldn't touch it. Back in 1979, if you watched ITV, you lost your job. You know, that was that was the rule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have preferred Sir Trevor McDonald to be in a rabbit suit singing "Bright Eyes." That would have done it for me. I would have loved that. That would have done it for me. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> we don't get Sir Trevor McDonald, and we thankfully don't get much more of Scylla Black because Keith bastard Harris walks on. Now Come we're on. on fire. Here we go.
0: Here yes. we go. Yes. Now, next, my next unpopular opinion uh, of the uh, of the evening. Harris is fucking solid, though, isn't he?
1: Yes, absolutely. Bloody good vent.
0: Bloody good vent. Like Rod Hull, he's deceptively good at the job. Damn good. I think the problem is that fame overtook him, and after that, the act never felt like it had room to grow.
1: Yeah, true. It kind of peaked around that turn into the 80s, I think. And basically, Orville,
0: Orville became bigger than Keith Harris and you're sort of stuck in a rut then so yeah pretty much
1: pretty much he did peak early 80s as Ozzy says With he did have a Saturday night show the Keith Harris show Um Indeed. which, but yeah, which, but when which you, was alright when you but-
0: watch him doing this when you watch him doing the cuddles bit mm. the Orville is kind of fine because he doesn't move much sort of anyway when he's actually doing the cuddles routine he's fucking good
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Excellent, excellent
1: Cuddles is the, hoop, the cheeky monkey The right? thing I don't get the I was explaining a bit of uh, pushback
0: on that I'm sure we'll get letters But there we go
1: <laughs> Yeah I was relieved that it was Cuddles And not the damn duck Because the duck gets on me nerves Yeah And me too But also Here's the other The one and only other situation Where the scriptwriter And the music associate Had spoken to one another I, I want to be a clown Music, Ronnie! And- yeah <laughs> Yeah yeah, yeah, Stop the tip. <coughs> I did enjoy the banter between Harris and Scylla. I really yes. did. Uh, because you can also see, Harris has got a tw- cheeky little twinkle in his eye. Um, yeah. And there is there is a bit of um, ad-libbing going on here, which I thought was fun. I, I did enjoy that. Um, yeah, it was good. But there's one note to that, uh, Doctor, which is there was <laughs> a, a sly reference to a certain chocolate bar commercial that Scylla did Yes. Um, Every bit is chunky. A quote from a Cadbury's advert from 1973. There you go. When she's up on top of a bus, making kids terrified, singing, Say (laughs) nothing, sir, nothing tastes nicer than Cadbury's dairy milk. And that's, you know, just bloody awful. So we have to go to Rio instead. Right.
0: Yes. Yeah, we're back with Jeff Richards' first edition.
1: Yes, aren't we? And a camera and so, that appears to be on top of a fucking skyscraper. Well,
0: that's the thing. We're back. We're back to a VT segment again. And this is, and I quote, at the Aqua Show apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where the where the fuck is the Aqua Show? Uh-huh. What, what is the Aqua Show? We no, we don't, there's no one else there. Where what is this? There's a there's like a splashdown park around pool now.
1: Is it I, Boscombe? Is it but Boscombe? It, but it doesn't feature. What well,
0: the know, because it? Nothing around there features an Olympic-sized swimming pool and these, like, expansive sun platforms. And the splashdown that I've seen now on the Googles, it looks more like a car park full of giant leaking tubes. So I don't know where this is. It, I'm guessing they haven't filmed it around there. But again, Jeff Rich's first edition are out. They've got white slacks, white Cuban heels, white and burgundy Hawaiian shirt with a match and lei that's a look i aspire to now maybe not the white shoes but you know never mind in 1979 i would dress like that now if i thought i could get away with it
1: and there's this and there's this samba movement that they do as part of the step where they're basically spooning with one hand above their heads and i looked at that and thought no no sorry not on a saturday night no not on a saturday (laughs) night you know no that that's for friday that's for friday nights after fish and chips exactly absolutely swimming. Blackout Blackout, you need to wear that aforementioned outfit. Uh when you do in fact visit uh in a few in September when you go to that yeah, place. Yeah. yeah. Please yep. p- please please. If it I together. can do the
0: Cuban heels in Burgundy, yeah. then bang, I'll be away. Yeah. I have to speak to my tail, I see what it's sort out. Of...
1: And of course, there's everybody thinking that the dancers were great synchronised swimmers as well, until they started synchronised swimming. Yeah. So, what can you do, guys? What can you do It's really exciting? It'll be an absolute a total departure from anything we've ever done on one of these. Well, we can do a star. And we yeah, can we do can a swim line. into
0: one position and then yes. stay there.
1: And then we can but, swim into a giant Yorkshire television eye dent whilst the dancers do something. <laughs> how, how does that work for you? Yeah, fine. Fucking good job. We're going to Margate next week. Bye. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then we're back in the tent. We are back with Silla again, Silla singing again, again. Thanks Silla. Mm-hmm. The sun will come out tomorrow.
1: No, 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 not tomorrow. Tamoharo. <laughs> Four syllables.
0: This is some this is quite a melancholy song to end on, isn't it? Really it really is? <laughs> is. What a choice. Even with the even with the full orchestral backing, it's not exactly going out on a high. This is more like the BBC apologising to the audience for dragging them out on their holiday to watch Silla Black sing in a tent yeah. for four hours. <laughs> Don't worry, only half an hour of that's going on telly. The rest in an outside broadcast.
1: Indeed, and I mean, even the other thing is they'd clearly run out of money at this point because obviously Tomorrow, ta ma rah 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 was the, the song from Annie, which was the show of the time and everybody, it was a lot of interest generated over it at the time. However, the one thing missing from a Cilla Black song which I would imagine was contractually demanded by our Bobby was the traditional BBC variety key change and it didn't happen. There you are. And I was, ah, ah, that's it, I'd lost interest Hmm.
0: Well, that would have been the version of the song that went on for seven minutes
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right For the first verse Yes So, gentlemen,
0: where are we at at the end of this all? With pegs on the line What about you, Mr Bognobs?
1: You're never going to believe this I'm giving it four out of nine I believe it it. (laughs) Now, as you both know, gentlemen I am usually the first person to gorge on BBC 1970s Light Entertainment. Yeah. But this just tries too hard to tick too many boxes in too short a time with too many BBC contract artists trying to do too many BBC contract routines, and it just felt like it was, well, a bit like the people of Bournemouth and Poole obsessed with beige. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah and what about yourself dr velvet
1: well yeah i'm gonna kind of surprise you here a little bit because for all i've ranted and raved about it i am kind of going to give it five okay reason being okay of its time doesn't just refer to the sometimes questionable content of this program it refers to the production values of the crew and the expectations of the audience anyone with cash in 1979 was out doing things when this was being broadcast those less fortunate were given a scrag end to feast on before Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All I can compare this to is rushing out as a kid to the shiny ice cream van, only to find that all he has left is wafers. Or screwballs. I like screwballs. I didn't mind them. So the idea is there, the execution isn't blackout. How many pegs are you going to pin upon the guy ropes of the big top?
0: Well, I think this is a decent stab at a variety show, even if it leans heavily on the music at the expense of other stagecraft. For example, a magic turn and an impressionist might have been nice here. Uh, But all in all, I found it very enjoyable. Eight out of nine.
1: Well, I say. Well, he's drunk. There we go. No, he's drunk. There we
0: have it. There we have it.
1: No, I kind of I accept both of those, and yet somehow, if we're just looking at this particular edition.
0: Oh, I didn't say it was great. I said I found it enjoyable. (laughs)
1: Mm. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. And there is a difference. There <laughs> is a difference as we are about to find difference. out. Yes. Yeah. So as a result of this spectacular summertime seaside special, whatever the hell it's called, brackets. Doctor Velvet, uh, where are you with summertime steps up the celebratory mountain? Well, I can do this in one Oof! then proceed, sir. <laughs> this particular The Seaside special is presented by Cilla Black, who is in the mob for the Bob Carroll G's episode of This Is Your Life, with Aggie Mount! the elephant packed her trunk, and said goodbye to the shark! Hey, 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 Very hey, efficiently ho. done. I know! Can you be equally as efficient, Knobs? Well, here's hoping, gentlemen. This outing of the Seaside special features the comic chops of Lenny Henry, who was also in the mob for the Bob Carroll G's episode of This Is Your Life with... Peggy Mount. All right. Which one of you two had a bath this morning? Glorious. Thank you. Thank you very much. Somebody buy him a bell. (laughs) And, Mr. Blackout, how are you faring for steps up a a mountain of positive summertime solitude?
0: Well, let me just back up for a uh... longer. The Seaside special we've watched tonight features Cliff Richard, who, as we all know, despises Bob Carroll Jays, so he refused the invitation to appear on ITV's Still Alive eulogy. However, Cliff did star in the 1966 film Finders Keepers with... Peggy Mount.
1: I want a straight answer to a straight question. That is quite stunning. I am quite taken aback. Oh, yeah. Like there we swimmer's have swimmer's a Yorkshire television ident. That has really got me. Bravo, sir. There you go. Oof. Well, that took exactly as long as we all expected. Now, we've just got time to load the microphones on a hostess trolley and jog around sandbags for the second half of the show while you listen to things that you can buy. The Taylor family flew the flag to Paris.
0: What for? There's all the
1: fun of getting there, all the people, British Airways can take you to. What did the Taylor's fly to Paris for? <laughs> for only £45 pounds each return on a British Airways pound stretcher.
0: Spare when the kids are in your hair take them up the buttons and you'll never have a care but get their share of fun at the fair it doesn't cost a penny so I never lose my hair building castles on the front or on a treasure hunt they'll even get you laughing when they pull a little stunt no! they won't rains. there were shows and games when a lot of other holidays are money down the drain jump in the pool
1: they'll teach you how to grow it's certainly more fun than being back at school late, late at night when, when they're chop tight we all get together, together for a fight and a bite so if name a slip or brick or it really doesn't matter if it's you come back,
0: happy family. Here comes the lilt man land. Here comes the lilt man land. Lilt with a totally tropical taste. Pineapple and grapefruit lilt. The sun is bright. Kilt, with the totally taste, With the totally
1: taste. Well, they were very holiday things Buy the things yeah. Buy the beautiful things Buy all of them It's hot Yeah, totally buy-worthy Most of those things, I think Yeah, exactly, exactly I couldn't agree more Right then, and on with the Who's that now? Well, it can't be me, like it usually is. I'm I'm already here. Or am I? Can you get it? You're closer, and I've got the wires on my lap. All right, on it, on it. All right.
0: Yeah, we're recording. What is it? Oh, okay then. Yeah, smash it. Right. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Bye. <sighs> Unbelievable. I've just had a sign for a postcard. It's from producer Ken.
1: <clears throat> well, that's lovely of him. Well. How lovely. I don't know why I suddenly slipped into some kind of Scouse accent there, but, yeah, that's lovely of him. That's really It's very thoughtful of him and very unlike him. Are you sure it is from him?
0: It, well, here we go. Dear boys... He's misspelled boys, OK?
1: It's from him.
0: I knew you'd be there. Don't be going on crackers with the drinks. I've marked all the bottles in the booth. Don't forget you have to press down play and record. OK, that's fair. And don't be messing with my knobs. I'll see you when I get back if you haven't burned down the studio. At Pod producer Ken Cleethorpes. Well, want to go in the fridge there, I think, yeah. Uh, speaking of the
1: fridge, this is a long hot day. Can I get you gentlemen another drink? I'm sticking with me cocktail. Port. Port is his, sir, port is his. I've made five pints of this, so <laughs> <laughs> Well, the mini milk still go off. Well, I'm um I'm yeah. going for a
0: bottle of C San Miguel. Oh <gasps> I'm so impressionable. Particularly since it's really not great, but <laughs>
1: Oh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it, me. If anybody wants to send me a can or two, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. God bless endorsements, say I. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, give it a go, can't you? Anyway, can't be Krugeran's mind. Who? The gold bullion stuff. Oh, that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, there's a very very clear line between
0: the scripted and the stuff that's on the fly. There
1: it is. We'll love it. We'll love it. <laughs> anyway, speaking of scripted, off we go again with our summertime special in search of sand, sea, and something to watch on the telly. Oh, look! It's Bournemouth! <laughs>
0: around the corner in Bournemouth now in time for eight years later when ITV's cameras turned up for their own retooling of the format in summertime special another theatrical variety show this also brought a seasonal selection of music comedy and dancing to our screens albeit louder and brighter we've watched the episode from Saturday the 11th of July 1987 which I'm guessing went out sometime in the early evening there is precisely zero trace of this show on either the TVRDB or the IMDB I'm just going off a mention on the BFI website. It is an option that ITV made this, but they never got around to actually airing it. And if you've watched the show, that would make sense.
1: Anyway, talk about your eighties title sequence. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. It hurt my ooh. eyes. Woo! Woo! I mean, bland, non-intrusive. Um. Oh, sorry. I didn't. I, sorry. I didn't specify. I've actually moved on to the host. Here, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Barry. <laughs>
0: We've gone down market now, <laughs> haven't uh. we? there might be more fluorescent tubes and sequins but it's definitely cheaper
1: now i think he is trying to work a massive audience now the bic holds fucking millions of people and, oh it's huge know, it is so massive. It's hard yeah. work to get these guys going and he's doing his usual stick to get the get the uh the audience going but it's just not reaching out it's not reaching out it's straight off the fucking bat though isn't it is it a better way to reach the audience is to not use material that you were using when you started your career in 81 yeah, and flogging this mod character mm-hmm. uh, that he that he insists on doing all of the time. We know his catchphrase by now is, all right, yeah. right, we know this. And we know where it came from. But, oh, how It is draining, isn't it? As, as we'll see later on, he decided to try and reinvent himself as the poor man's Russ Abbott. Um, correct with a, with a oh, song oh. but we'll come to that in a while it has to be a variety show it essentially has to be a seaside special a summertime special whatever the hell you call it it has to start with a dance routine it's basically life from her majesty's on tour so what better way to start than with the wonderful grace kennedy and the nigel lithgow dancers uh-huh. do we remember nigel lithgow do we yeah. remember him do yeah, the, that name? yes yes yeah, i know yeah, him
0: yeah. from from later but yeah,
1: yes, Grace Kennedy. She was always on chat shows and things. But you could never find one of her records on the shelves. I'm
0: watching this. And I have no idea who she is.
1: Oh, she's very she was always accomplished in what she's
0: doing. I have no fucking yeah, clue yeah. who she is. Bless she her. Was-
1: Southern Television did a did a sort of showcase of talent in about seventy eight seventy nine, called um, Starlight or Star Time or something like that. And they okay. gave. I mean, sorry if
0: you're listening to this, Grace, but you know those two know who you are, I don't?
1: But they gave special specials to everybody, and Grace Kennedy's was the first. And you know, mm. she was great. She was really active, and it was a good special, very nicely done. Um, and then she had her own show, I think, on BBC Two. She did, um, she did. Okay. And then she guested on things like the Video Entertainers. She did the circuit of the variety shows, but as you said, not very many records in evidence. And then she just vanished out of all into thin air.
0: So we're watching her, she's miming uh, dancing in the street. Yeah. But well, this is the thing, it's like at one point, they've got the audience out of their seats to join in. They've learned yes. that from the BBC. Mm-hmm. These, uh, they, who The audience who can't dance. Um, yes. There's one of them that have got to pull out look.
1: his walking frame. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: They've intercut this with VT footage of them doing the same routine outside, where they're holding yep. up the traffic and all sorts. Now, my beef here, mm-hmm. that's not born with Pia that they're dancing past have a look at this in the show notes I've done, I'm not even going to send you the link have a look at the show notes I'll put pictures of this in here they film stuff at some other seaside yeah of all the fucking nerve
1: and do right? you know where I, I agree they're making
0: a Barrymore's uh. making a big deal about this being for Bournemouth then we cut outside oh yeah we filmed that three weeks ago in wherever it was I don't recall a letter writing campaign taking off after this like Attenborough with them polar bears, you know? Yeah. In Grace Kennedy's defence, she only said they were dancing in the street. She didn't specify which one. But still, I'm livid about this.
1: I agree. And so the people who are watching, I do it because they're looking. Uh They stood there witnessing this this beautiful choreographed number and they're not asked.
0: Yeah, of course they're not. They're like, what's going on there?
1: One of the main problems is we haven't moved on in eight years Nothing has been learned in eight years Lots of pointy no. fingers, lots of kick turns Lots of chack a chack with the hands It's like, you know, really you know, people, Kids will break dancing at this point But the costumes are better The costumes are better, mind No, they're not I don't know no. They will never They will never be better than what we witnessed From 1979 But mind you we need a bit of a sparkle Speaking of, yes. Sp- oh, we, God! Speaking of
0: costumes, yes A man who's been coated in Marvin medium And kicked through a tub of sequins Yes <laughs>
1: Who the hell Mr. is this? Dave, Lee. Dave See, Lee Well Dave Lee was part of the TVS stroke LWT Comedy band play on music Number 481.6
0: right. I'd never seen his stand up stuff until I watched this. It's very broad, isn't it? Isn't it? It's about half a step up from that ethos of the 1970s club circuit, but it's still not trying very hard.
1: But it is also Mm. something that clearly tries to engage with the audience, hence the Mm -hmm. hook, which is, ah, you know, and that apparently gets the audience on side, whereas in fact they're just going, oh, I need a piss.
0: Oh, yeah, no, this, this is absolutely an audience on holiday, as it was back in pool there.
1: Yeah, but it appears to be and half And that's an audience they has been doing
0: this shit for 20 years. They're, they're prepared to just like go out and watch whatever and just be roped into saying ah and laughing at the right point and clapping their hands and doing the actions. Did I tell you I brought my snobbery along today?
1: Um, yes. No, really. But blackout, yeah. there's another point here. Half a fucking Dorset's in that building. Have you oh, yeah, seen the size it's, it's of the massive, bit? It's massive, mate. It's yeah.
0: massive. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and then he decides to kill it stone dead doing a Tommy Cooper joke about the whiskey diet I mean you know I I reckon that was actually found on the Rosetta Stone never mind fucking Tommy Cooper's act
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you know Dave's enjoying himself
1: the the only one that
0: is (laughs) the audience they're making the noises like they're enjoying it I can't imagine having to sit through any set of his that's longer than five minutes Agreed. Indeed, I'd Agreed. be setting myself on fire. This is—he only gets a short turn here. That's fine. I'm sort of under the impression that he's asked for that time limit.
1: Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's three comedians on this show, and we'll really, get, oh, well, oh well, yeah. All <laughs> right, it's three debatable. people. That, we'll, the, we will the, certainly get to this. Three people whose nomenclature is comedian. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is—he's been given this time, or he's wanted this time. The next guy gets a lot of time, and the last one doesn't even scrape four minutes.
0: Yep, so, there's a good reason for that. We'll get onto that. Yeah, well, I know exactly that. you Absolutely this, yeah. fine with that. Yeah, it was still yeah, two yeah. minutes longer than it needs to be, but we'll get there.
1: However, before all that, well, well before yes, before all that, we 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 somebody comes onto the stage who, without the need of a shimmering suit, can outshine the former Dave Lee. Indeed. It's Mr Errol Brown, ladies isn't and gentlemen, from the Hot Chocolates.
0: He's from Hot Chocolate. Yeah. This isn't Hot Chocolate. He's, no, he's from Hot er- Chocolate. He is you of, would of think, Hot Chocolate. You would think they're just introducing him as, here's Errol Brown. You'd think that would be uh-huh. enough, because people kind of mm, know yep. who he is, I know who he is, but no, no, Barrymore's got to basically show him up. By is it, the subtext of his comment is like are you here with hot chocolate tonight Errol or is it just you or it's your solo thing is it well you come on and do your turn
1: we'll see how you get on body lad Aye. mind it did lack a certain groove when did he decide to drop the sexy voice and become a strangulated tenor <laughs> in a suit that's five sizes too big for him that was the Errol, 80s it was
0: Errol's not singing some upbeat summer jaunt here he's not but He's not belting out some soulful ballad either. No. This is a song called Personal Touch. It's just fucking elevator music. Yeah. Again, designed to mm. stop this show in its fucking tracks.
1: What am I supposed yeah. to do with this? With lines like, quote, <clears throat> Dalai Lama strikes again, when I'm away from you, I'm trapped in a cage. Where do you go on stage when you're not at the Bournemouth Entertainment Centre?
0: I honestly thought that was the second line of the song because I hadn't so written it of that. Because, because, so I think that. that works. I think that works so much better than what he sang. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. Where <laughs> with the, the fuck yes. do you singers go doing, when you're not
0: on stage?
1: With <laughs> the board backing singers doing the fucking Green Cross Code behind them as well. That was bad enough, you know.
0: I do love that he went on to release this as a single in 1989. Yeah. Oh, he waited oof. two years until everyone had forgotten his appearance on this show. Go I'm on, Errol!
1: Man. And this song is why... <laughs> hmm. But then of course, being 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 LWT, fade out, fake out, segue playoff, yes. the band come in and go, We'll play you off with something that sounds vaguely like what you've done, but is not in copyright. His mellow performance just readies us for what's to come next. Ladies and gentlemen, may I give you Mr. Rudy West?
0: Good evening! Good evening. That's better. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you already know, but my name is Rudy West and I come from football country, Sunderland. Yeah. That's my motto. If I go and get a laugh, I'll start a fight.
1: Oh, of course he's from Sunderland! Yes, isn't he? Yeah, isn't I he? Did. But mind you, mind you, I didn't realise that um, Freddie Starr and Bobby Ball were. To be fair, this is their love child, who was the inspiration
0: for Paul Calf.
1: Yes, I Indeed. agreed, I agreed. Mean, that is a <laughs> mullet to end all mullets. The m- amount of cans of L-Net that went through the other um, hair-fixing products are available, <laughs> but the amount of cans uh-huh. of L-Net he went through to get that bastard to stand up like that, my God.
0: Again, yes, again, there's a hole in the ozone layer above Bournemouth.
1: Somewhere at this point in Butlins, Martin Fry from ABC is looking for his suit. <laughs> there's hell on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's hell on. Who... Who is this person? Yeah, Never mind. He came up with a line which I actually heard in um, a, a, a variety show that was at Newcastle City Hall when I was visiting. A comedian came on called Bobby Hooper and said, what are you drinking at the back? Bostick. So that was in 1983. There you are. <laughs> so that at least gives it four years' pace on that joke, but it did make me smile, funnily enough. Yes, yes, yes.
0: yes. I like that Barrymore introduces him by saying about four times, oh, he's been on New Faces a lot. He's been on it. He's, he's doing really, really well on New Faces. And again, the subtext of that is, this is why you've never heard of him. You won't know him from anywhere else. You'll only yeah, know exactly. him if you've been watching ITV on a Saturday night, which you are doing now. You might recognise him from that. Don't expect to be familiar with this comedian that we're bringing on covered in gold sequence.
1: Indeed. Yes, him. Indeed.
0: I have to say, as his act goes on, I don't dislike the sound effects and the quick change element of it. Um, mm. I mean,
1: anything to see, less of that suit. The Ronald Reagan mask thing—I have to say—I found quite inspired.
0: Well, this is it. It's like at least he's putting it, in more effort than Dave Lee.
1: It was different. It was there was there's thought gone into this. Of its it,
0: he is still caught in that club trap of you've got to do a song at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. And again, I'm anyway, like, are we not why out didn't of that he? yet, mate? That might be producers.
0: His, his act generally on here, it's a shambles, but I think that's because Rudy has thrown everything at the seven minutes he's been given. I can't yeah. fault him for that. Indeed. His act no, yeah, yeah, yeah. is longer than the other comedians on the bill. Correct. And yet he's far, mm-hmm. far newer than them. Someone knows something. They're like, yeah, we'll get more out of him. That's fine. Indeed. to you know...
1: Yeah, when he gets to the very end of his act, he does something I have actually seen four times by four different people over the years, where he actually splits the last word with goodnight. When he goes Dixie, goodnight. Land. <laughs> and nice. the last time Hi. I saw this was the best and he comes a very close well, second. I love is it. This, particularly this given
0: us the textbook performance of that.
1: But the fact yeah. is it it comes from somebody I saw who I will not name in a in a concert many years ago when all this was fields, and producer Ken was but a baby with a um a binar tone tape recorder in his hands. Um and this guy sang Wind Beneath my wings, and at the end he did this, and I am I cannot forget this. It is it will go with me to the grave for you are the wind beneath my Good night. God bless. Wings! <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> fucking name him, you coward. Oh, bless. I do like a lot of elements of this, and he does get the audience going, but clearly he's being told, you've got to have something to grab the audience from the very beginning. i tell yeah, you what, yeah. so fall off the stage. So he t- just takes straight out of the Freddie Starbuck. book? It, yeah. it, honestly-
0: absolutely this, yeah.
1: I lost respect for him straight away with that and I thought, hang on. Okay. It's only been ten years since Star was doing this shtick. Yeah. And and you're doing th- hang on. Then the then there was certain moves that he was making and I, I just thought, ah, this is how is anyone falling for this? Surely. But then, all right, he did bring his own kind of stuff in. It but yeah, he
0: doesn't have to be great, he just has to be better than other people on the bill. Which I think absolutely. he does.
1: Yes, I agree with that. Agree with that. Yeah, totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah thank god for that because the section of the show we're about to enter into um basically blew my head off and i simply had to go and find some andrew's liver salts because this lost me
0: yeah we um we move on to round two of the summer dance championships outside broadcast hosted by nino ferretto hello oh, nino if you're listening uh, of course he is
1: of course is. <laughs> I'm, on ed- I'm, a- I'm on the edge of my seat this is like Screen
0: Test's Young Filmmaker of the Year competition, but for the dads. Live. Then now, again, credit where it's due, this is filmed at Bournemouth.
1: This True, this uh, is at time. This is
0: filmed at Bournemouth, I'll give it that.
1: Indeed. Yeah. So, first off, we have the the judges, or the judges, as they're now called these days. Um, yes. A bloke John, I've never John, heard of. John Only, Reed's wearing a beautiful jumper. He is. He looks like <laughs> Billy Boyle. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was so nice to see the man behind the Brian Rogers connection from 3 2, one Absolutely. It's his fault. Yes. yes. Another jumper, mind. <laughs> and then you've got Kim Goody. From I mean, out number know. 73. Indeed. But then that pales into insignificance when Michelle Welsh, a 23-year-old Ooh. housewife from Scunthorpe, gets Ooh. up and struggles stuff. Yes. I mean, bless Michelle Welsh. She's doing, she's doing the disco dancing And uh-huh. clearly she's trying to release a crick in her back um. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And clearly she thinks it's 1979 Yes Then we get Terry McLeod from Essex A 26 year old model Who likes himself just that tad too much
0: mm. I love how you've written the names down for these yeah. I wasn't paying that much attention. I'm just this is like me watching any kind of this is basically I was, sport because I went
1: back and watched it again to get the names, especially the next you one, a Mr. Douglas, bastard. a Mr. Douglas Fresh McKellum from Peckham. Yes. A 22-year-old yes. catering manager. My ass <laughs> yes. is lime green <laughs> if he's 22. <laughs> Yeah. Finally, we have Gary Green A 23-year-old plasterer from Cornwall Notice, no city, no town Cornwall Yeah, just Cornwall Yep, I noticed that Yes, his mates will have had his life for that When yep. he went back to work on Monday morning
0: <laughs> Yeah, when he yeah. went back to work He was a 23-year-old plasterer in Devon <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yes, yes <laughs> Absolutely And he had the musicality of a bucket of hot sick I wrote here
0: Oh, bless And also them.
1: the music they were using What the fuck I
0: very much enjoyed the combination of Nino Ferretto's mullet His white shirt And what mm. appeared to be a pair of builder's boots
1: Yes yeah. the boots The but, boots got you me know,
0: As much as I was pulling my own teeth out Waiting for this bit to end a televised disco dancing competition. It's peak mm. fucking 1980s. It's yeah. peak yeah.
1: T- fucking yeah. summertime special. That's the thing. Oh, um, yeah. In, yeah.
0: a- in that it shouldn't be happening at that point in the decade, which is precisely why it's on ITV.
1: That's right. <laughs> well, which is precisely right. why it's happening at that point in the decade, indeed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> when uh, we saw the Morris dancing and we saw the weird pirates and all the rest of it, and there were other uh, episodes of summertime special where they had go-kart racing and there's loads of them out there. Well, um, However, this is just, for me, the be-all yeah. and end-all of everything that died when we got to the start of the 90s. And the fact is, they gave, when I heard the the marks for Michelle Welsh from Scunthorpe, nine points. I thought, oh, maybe that's nine out of ten. Until yes. Terry McLeod from Essex gets 17, and your catering manager, who likes himself just a bit too much, got 30 points. It's like, hmm, bit of bias here, perhaps? Let me tell you something. Michelle Welsh gets nine, and if I'd got that score, I would sit on the stage and eat me own legs in shame and regret. But that was a dance routine. That would be nah. I couldn't. I couldn't cope. However, however, she would have done well featured in with the dancers in the next section because we cut to. (laughs) Oh my goodness me! We cut to a scene outside the HMS Victory.
0: You know what? Credit where it's due. They at least filmed that previous segment in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. in bournemouth because this next bit yes it's done. yeah one it's not in bournemouth two there's no audience there they're just back to like some people dancing and just holding up everyday life going on there's this folk walking around on their daily yes. business school, what's going on here
1: yes yes I, I i've thought really really long and hard about this section and i've taken it all into consideration and four words uh, can sum up my thoughts about the I think it was three and a half minutes or it seemed like a not longer. Uh-huh. Um this this was snatch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for a start, Mr. Bognops, yep. I'm aware that you now and again you dabble in, in the musical uh, in your musical hobby. I know you play the accordion, it's been indeed. mentioned before That's in right. previous indeed. episodes. Yes, indeed, Could I have your thoughts on the arrangement of this medley of maritime music? Um, Well, four words come to mind Followed by two others So the four words that come to mind are Black and white television And then the other (laughs) two words are Horse shit Because it's really cheap sounding I mean, the thing is There is a bit of intuition gone into compiling the tunes you know step in time from mary poppins get the dick because also tvs um had a massive hold of the mtm library uh, mary tall moore television library so they had a contact with disney so clearly they were allowed this for free so they marketed the hell out of it then a life of the ocean wave and then a disco version with of at the old bull and bush now right for me that it, uh, Played apparently on a Yamaha Portasound 780 And a drum kit R- It was basically right. a, a, a working men's club Dance routine with horses Yeah, yeah. It, it, it lulls us again As, as in previous uh, broadcasts of this nature You get calmed down a little bit You get relaxed and braced We move on to the next segment Described as, and I quote A man with his own unique style of humour well. Shite in other words Now, to me, that's never... Well, because that's never a good sign, that mind. Well, there's one other word that you missed. (laughs) Discretion? Where we're going, we don't need discretion. (laughs) (laughs) It was the word that he used, the portmanteau word, lay gentleman. When he had to say that, you knew that you could just go into second gear and sit back because the next act's probably going to be crap.
0: Yeah, fair play.
1: Yeah. Adrian Walsh. A man who decides to reference 30 years ago. Yes. I quote, Ladies and gentlemen, when we were at the dances in the 50s and 60s, this is 1987, what are you talking about?
0: (laughs) But again, to be fair, he's talking to that crowd in that room.
1: Yeah, Yeah, he is. He's probably
0: kind of got a point. He's certainly speaking to a crowd who hasn't moved out of the 1970s.
1: Yeah. They probably were 50 or 60 yeah, in the it's 1950s. Very, and 60s, very dated. To be fair. Even
0: at the time, this sort of club circuit observational stand up
1: really laboured. Yeah, but also making a great humorous comment about theft, basically. Put a sock on his head, went in and nicked a suit. A suit, a blue, very nice blue double breasted suit that he chose to wear with pink socks because presumably that made him a bit wacky. It's the 1980s. It was the 1980s, cold fashion. Mm-hmm. That too. Pa- Paris Paris was full of uh, navy blue suits around that time, <coughs> so I hear. But the thing is, all the hand in pocket doing the Ted Rogers, I mean, it, it's just dull. I thought UB-40 was a German submarine. I mean, yeah. the, only, the only line in his entire act that made me even raise half a smile was that Earth, Wind & Fire was a good name for an Indian restaurant. Right. And I've heard that one a million times before. Yeah, Possibly, yeah. however, however, he needs to get his facts correct because he did say, my favourite group from the 60s was Earth, Wind & Fire. They started in 69, so you just you just scraped in there, Adrian Walsh. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. Thank you. You took the words right mm-hmm. out of my spleen.
0: Yeah, appearing on television in the second half of the decade, which brought us the comic strip in The Young Ones. Right. Mm-hmm. This really feels like the last gasp of the wheel tappers and shunters' business model, doesn't it? It does, it
1: does. Absolutely. Um, And he got three minutes and 41 seconds of act. And quite frankly, that was probably three minutes too much. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Adrian, if you're listening. Which was annoying, considering the next act, which takes us to absolute stratospheric levels of excessively wonderful television... Correct <laughs> They Correct. only they only get a, a, a blink of an eye, it just seems to be over. Perhaps that's because I was enjoying it too much. But hey everyone, we're on a trip down the market. <laughs> well I'll be working on the to be talking Do you want to be
0: for a night in there? I'm about to know tomorrow and all we fairly we can see how tonight that I'll be, so be like we're over sea to see. Will your granddad? Or are we? Or are we? So the Chaz and the Dave are on. They're on the stage. Uh, they're singing Downton Margate." Their hit pop single. It's been in the uh, been in the charts. You can buy that on seven inch if you like. Now they ended the VT for this segment, mm-hmm. and it is filmed in Bournemouth.
1: Yes. So, so, so they're on that. here,
0: right? They're singing about going down to Margate while they're on Bournemouth Beach. Can this show do nothing right? Right. To make matters worse, they're drinking cans of Newcastle Brown on the pier. I saw that. This gave me a fucking geographical migraine.
1: Yeah. And also, the grandad bloke clearly doesn't like jellied eels because he never puts them in his fucking mouth.
0: Yeah, I'm with him on that.
1: Yeah, well, See? I am too, but the fact is, that's what you've been paid to do. You've got the brief, you've got the script, just do what you're fucking paid to do. But the other great problem is, I know it's the granddad thing because of the Only Fools and Horses reference, I get that. I have no problem with that. My great problem is the fact that they play the song about a third faster than it actually is on the original record, and that's probably okay. the, life, the, the delight of live theatre. But they are the only musical act in the show that plays live. Yes, they are yes yep, we are. there we have it the 80s renowned for it's miming on your legs of yeah. your top of the pops and all the rest of it oh, yeah. but yeah, yeah I enough, can yeah. I can actually imagine Chaz and Dave turning up saying I'm not miming yeah we're, 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 maybe it's just maybe, I'm not miming Chaz and Dave go off all too soon as we, I think we're all in agreement of on comes our genial host for the evening Mr Barry Moore dressed like a stagehand who's been told to fill while the headline turns up yeah and he invites us to do the crab <laughs>
0: From sunny Spain to central
1: bay All the world is doing it the Valentino way
0: One, Two, three, four, walking sideways, cross the ball Everybody's doing the crowd So come on, let's go You move to the right, then to the left Then you wiggle your toes Turn around and sway back to back Put your hands on your hips Once more to the side,
1: back Everybody's doing The Crab nor Michael Everyone's saying What the shimmering fuck Inviting us to do The Crab I'll tell you what Here's a better idea How's about Get Fucked?
0: <laughs> <laughs> now Oh Now doing The Crab It is a song that's got a lot of actions in the chorus
1: Yeah All so of So Mr shit. Barrymore
0: has He's looked at Blacklist And he's gone I'll have a bit of that action. Thank you yep. very much. There's money to be made there. He released mm-hmm. this as a single in the same year, 1987. Current yep. eBay prices start at five ninety nine. That That makes this a more valuable artefact than Des O'Connor singing the theme tune to Neighbours. I don't understand it either, but there we are. Now,
1: you talk about Black Lace Blackout. Um, yeah. My point is, this is also uh, Michael Barrymore saying, well, Russ Abbott's not the only one who can make a song that's happy and singable and fun. Um, well, yep. sorry, Mike. Uh, on this evidence, I- I'm afraid he is probably the only one who can get away with I'm this. No,
0: absolutely. This, yes, he's definitely third place in this uh, in this contest, isn't he?
1: <laughs> the best thing about this entire routine, gentlemen, for me, the, the end. end... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Not the kids singing the words because that's just really poor. It's when he swivels on his on his heel and does a turn, and all of a sudden he's back in his presenting suit. That was that's the right. only thing that I actually enjoyed about it. That was yes. a bit of
0: editing. I like that. It
1: was. It was very good, actually.
0: It probably took him two hours to do.
1: Yeah. After the audience had gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just. Yep.
0: <laughs> He's in this ill-fitting, powder-blue flecked, double-breasted blazer, berating his own audience for cheap laughs. That's that's his act now.
1: That was his act for ten years. Well, you know. And then uh, start singing a song, um, paraphrasing lyrics from a song, to feature him with his strike-it-lucky quiz show. I know.
0: All credit to the man. Uh Uh-huh. His dreadful interaction with the crowd, his Uh shit-one-liners, and that forced crooning, it makes it every bit as excruciating as the very worst of his guests on this show. At least Barrymore does not think he's better than the rest of the show. That's something. True, just oh. that end segment where yeah, he manages to re sort of rework Are You Lonesome Tonight, as you yeah. said, based on Strike It Lucky. Yeah, uh, and he segues into Wheel Me again. Yeah, this feels like going over the event horizon of a black hole where yeah. time just starts slowing down. This mm-hmm. program spends its last 10 minutes promising it'll be over in two.
1: Yeah, and every single time he appeared from <laughs> 1981 to at least 1990 doing his on-stage acted variety shows. Hands in the air and now your legs. Every bloody time, textbook. It's kind of an apology, you know, <sighs> to the demographic that's sat there. Yeah. It certainly should uh, be. We've put you through this, I'll tell you what we'll do now. Let's all have a sing-along of something you're used to and you like. Yeah. Uh, what will be an yes, apology
0: I- would be filling the sprinklers with gin and then starting a fire. <laughs>
1: Oh that's not an apology, that's a come on without a doubt. Now he does go for a little bit of sort of minor anarchy trying to pull up the shiny floor. Where that clip It didn't work. So the fact is he was then stuck with a piece of pulled up floor and no end to his act.
0: I honestly couldn't work out how much of this was planned how much was ad-libbed and how much seemed like an idea in the dressing room and then it just didn't work.
1: Yeah, well, given it that the entire production team is from Live at Her Majesty's, John K. Cooper as the p- producer and director, it's quite clear to me that that was edited down from probably about 20 minutes.
0: Because <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. uh, it felt like 40 watching it. Exactly. <laughs> so with all that in mind, before we start pulling up the carpet tiles, Ken won't like yes. that, Dr. Velvet... Where are we at with pegs on the line?
1: Well, um, two, quite frankly. Good uh, God. <laughs> That's extreme. I was not expecting that. What I I am very, very forgiving, but uh, it doesn't sound case, like it. <laughs> no, do you know what? In this case, they had you know what, they had one job. Don't do what the Beeb did. And they didn't learn. Once again, this is handed to a crew of belligerent production staff who are embittered they aren't on their holidays because they've had to graft and make this. The result being that the content is created to spite the audience. Or at least that's how it feels. And Hmm. no, I won't be doing the crab. Blackout. (laughs) Your thoughts? Um,
0: Well, they do say that you can't buy class. And we know from this that even if you could, the ITV budget wouldn't cover it anyway. Summertime special starts off meaning well, but it feels ignobly five out of nine. How about yourself, Ozzy Bognops?
1: Good Lord, generous. Well, compared to, and I'm I'm going to really set a very very large piece of jam in the butter at this point. I mean, he's going to give it nine. Here. that this is a bit snappier. It's less box ticking. It's cheaper, but it's not painfully trying to shoehorn everything the tourist board want in. Um, it might be TVS, but it is London Weekend Television at its best, which doesn't say a lot, but the best thing about it was the miking of the audience. Eight out of nine.
0: Thank fuck for that. For a minute, I thought I was going to give the highest marks in both
1: shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not to be, <laughs> and the chance of me doing the crab will be the chance of me getting the crab. <laughs>
0: Speaking of crabs, I notice you're walking funny.
1: How many steps
0: would it take you to yodel up the mountain, Aussie Bognops?
1: Well, Bellus, I shall give you it this. This episode of the Summertime Special is presented by Michael Barrymore, who cropped up on the 1982 edition of Give Us a Clue with... Lionel Blair, who appeared in the first UK series of Celebrity Squares with a box next to... Peggy Mount. This is ridiculous. By the time we get there, the tide will be out and I would promise myself a paddle. <laughs> Great. Thank you, you, gentlemen. Lovely stuff. Smash in. And how about yourself, Dr. Velvet? Well, I can do it in two. (laughs) This round of the Summertime Specials features Dave Lee, who appeared in the 1999 straight VHS adult pantomime Boobs in the Woods, next to Victor Spinetti, who provided voice work for the animated film The Princess and the Goblin. As did... Peggy Mount. Oh, you are disgusting. Marvellous stuff, sir. Splendidly done. And the blackout.
0: I can also do it in two. This instalment of the Summertime Special has got the Chaz and the Dave on it, and they were on an episode of Tiz Was along with... Bob carroll G's, who had a This Is Your Life episode, I think we mentioned that earlier, that featured... Peggy Mount!
1: Well, I don't know why you bothered, I could have lent you three 7-piece stems. <laughs> Splendid work, sir. Splendid work. Indeed. And that brings us to a perfect ending. While I dust the sand off me heggity-haggerty beach towel, Blackout's got your summer socials yes thanks once again for
0: making it through this if you'd like to get in touch you can email peggymanpod at gmail.com or we are at peggymanpod on twitter and facebook uh, don't forget to go to peggymanpod.com and check out the show notes for this episode
1: it's as simple as that it really is thanks again as always to mr Aussie Bognops for thank you gentlemen. today thank you doctor thank you blackout a-, a pleasure a pleasure very lovely to be here indeed indeed the port's kicking right in there oh and- you bet In places you'd never
0: know. (laughs) No, we're doing you better in the next series.
1: Anyway, (laughs) that's it for our summertime special. But, dear listener, make sure you keep an eye on the Twitterings because we've a few surprises coming your way between now and All Hallows' Eve. There's something a-coming that you won't be expecting. Make sure you check your socials. Keep watching Vintage Telly and, most importantly...